0: Hello, I'm Governor Ron DeSantis, and on this Veterans Day, I want to recognize all those who served in the military to preserve, protect, and defend the United States of America. This country is the land of the free because of the men and women who are willing to stand up, wear the uniform, and put their lives on the line in defense of freedom. As a veteran, I know what it's like to uphold an oath to defend the Constitution, and that's why I continue to fight for Floridians to preserve the freedoms and liberties that our veterans fought for. Fort is home to roughly 1.5 million veterans. I encourage everyone to reflect upon the bravery and sacrifice of those soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines who've worn the cloth of our nation over the years. It's because of them that each of us can enjoy safety and freedom. Think of somebody you know who served and give them a call, tell them, thank you. God bless you and God bless America. 94.9
1: 94.9 FM the answer Orlando and AM 950 Matt Buff, your host in the Liam Fitzpatrick studio great to have you with us on this very special Veterans Day and we want to say happy Veterans Day to everyone out there men and women who are fighting to protect our freedom people that go out there and say I'll run to our danger I'll head to that bomb and throw myself on it I'll protect the country I love and the leftists are here trying to steal away our freedoms they're trying to take away AR freedoms. They're trying to tell Kyle Rittenhouse that you don't have the right to defend yourself against a convicted child rapist who's pointed a gun at you. You don't have the right to go anywhere with your AR-15 and walk around and help people, give them first aid take graffiti off buildings and put out fires, you don't have the right to do that. That should burn. The leftist should burn down everything. You don't have the right to defend yourself as a kid who is looking at the police under a stand-down order. When the police stand down, citizens citizens will take action. You cut this guy loose. This is a history of self-defense, and I hope everybody's watching. And if you're not watching the case, and if you don't understand the video evidence of him, defending him- Himself, then you're too stupid to make an opinion on it. All right, let's get back to medical freedom. That's what this show is going to be about. When we mentioned the the leftists talking about uh, taking away your freedoms with vaccine mandates and everything, here in the state of Florida, we're trying to fight that. And one of the freedom fighters in Florida is Arshon McBride. Arshon, great to have you on the show.
2: How you doing, Matt? Happy Veterans Day! Thank you for your service. Uh, You know, it's it's amazing uh, that we're in this country, and you know, I'm I'm glad a lot of us are fighting the fight to get back the freedoms that we should have always had. You know, and I think we're moving that direction, but it's a it's a long fight, and we've got to keep at it.
1: Yeah, it's a long fight for sure. I appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate everything you're doing. It's not always about bullets. Sometimes it's about attorneys like you making sure that people have the information they need to make smart decisions. And when special sessions come up, you are the kind of person that looks into it and gives us that information. So we appreciate that. Like I said, it's not about bullets when it comes to these vaccine mandates. It's about legislation. When let's start with this, and I know we're going to talk about the special session in Florida that was called, right? Let's talk about special session first, so our our listeners understand this. Uh, We had a guest on the show that, and correct me if I'm wrong, Sean, legally, a special session simply moves the process up. If you wait till regular session and you pass something, it might be till June or July, but a special session, if you pass something, it can happen immediately. Am I correct in saying that?
2: Yeah, that's that's an important part of the special session. The other concept I think is important with the special session is that it allows the legislature to meet when they normally wouldn't be meeting. So here in Florida, legislature meets for two month blocks every year. And by having a special session, we've moved we've we've basically added another one week block to that. So there's more time for legislation. So not only can you have the faster effective date which you've alluded to, you can also then have a session now so otherwise we'd be waiting to talk about this stuff in january february uh, january february into early march instead we're going to be doing dealing with some of these issues here in november so it moves that timeline up plus it moves that effective date up.
1: well that's important on this particular topic because the biden regime executive order on mandating vaccines to businesses they, they do it to everybody if they could yeah right. um, this hit a roadblock in the Fifth Circuit of Appeals. We'll see how this goes. But their mandate was supposed to go into effect, December, uh, was it just January 4th or December 4th? Uh,
2: originally, it was going to be December 4th. Um, and so that was the original talked about date. And then they rolled everything back to January 4th. Um, they had some retailers and other people saying, hey, let's wait till after Christmas to deal with this. Plus, let's align the dates because there's... Two different mandates. There's a federal contractor mandate that's coming down the, through the government spending power uh, to get try to force contractors to get everybody vaccinated, and then there's an employer mandate coming through OSHA. So there's two separate mandates, but they've aligned the dates now. They're going to have different effective dates for those two. Now they've aligned everything supposedly to uh, penalties kick in January 4th.
1: Let's talk about the order itself real quick before we dive into the special session because to me this was the most tyrannical executive order in American history as far as in the last 50 years at least. <laughs> I even looked yeah. at the polio I looked at the polio information in 1918. They did not incorporate mandates like this when people were falling down in the streets. We're talking about a 99% recovery here. And these Max Dean, yeah. these mandates that these two that you're talking about specifically, Sean, where you got to do a jab—most tyrannical overreach I've ever seen.
2: Yeah, you know, it's it's really really amazing to watch what's happening here. Um, you know, I did a longer analysis for the nonprofit newsletter, and I know you'll put my contact information up. Anybody that's interested, email me, and we can forward it to you. But uh, you know, federal government has power under various different things. You read article one, section eight of the U S constitution. It says what the federal government can do. And, you know, it's things like have a post office, have a military, uh, things you would expect. And then buried down in there, actually clause three, it says, regulate interstate commerce. And this is where really the federal government has probably got bigger than what anybody ever anticipated and probably has the founding fathers rolling over in their graves is as soon as anything's interstate commerce, the federal government tries to jump in. Uh, Biden administration, desperate for some legal basis to try to mandate vaccines, has now said, okay, well, great. Basically, almost, you know, given modern times, a lot of businesses are dealing cross-state lines. So let's just regulate employees through occupational safety and say, okay, well, it's, you know, because it's interstate commerce and it affects the workplace, we're going to try to force everybody to get vaccinated, 100 employees and up. And even in their, implementing order, they said, let's start looking, you know, we're looking at rolling this out to lower number of employee employers in the, in the future. So, you know, basically they said, this is our, this is the thing we can do, right? We've got this expanded commerce clause that probably the founding fathers never anticipated. And now they're going to try to jam more underneath of it using, you know, workplace safety as the excuse. And so that's where we're at. And I don't think most people ever anticipated this. You know, and the question becomes, if this flies, if the courts, you know, ultimately say this is okay, then I guess the federal government can, anybody has a job, the federal government can tell them everything, right? Don't eat French fries. You know, if you get overweight, you might have an accident at work or you might drive up health care costs or whatever, right? I mean, potentially now everything could be regulated by the federal government if you have a job, if this goes through.
1: Absolutely. Great point on the precedent. You set a precedent like this. We're on with Arshon McBride, the planning done right guy.
2: Business nerd, right, Sean?
3: That's me. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> just so
2: just so the audience knows, you know, my, my I'm a business guy, and um yeah. you know, that's how I got into the freedom fight is you know, I watch things and I've been watching technology development for a long time and how it's impacting freedom and business. And then now the medical mandates have come in. And you know, probably zooming into the fast forward, the medical mandates and the artificial intelligence, they're all going to come together, right? Because there's probably going to be a day where they're going to say, hey, you need a chip in your and then people are already talking about this, you know, a chip in your body to monitor whether you have COVID or whether you have another disease. And, you know, if OSHA goes where they say they're going to go, then what stops OSHA from saying, well, you need to get a chip embedded in you to make sure you're not sick before you can come to work every day, right? We're, we're, we're dangerously close to that line right now, uh, especially if this if this is upheld.
1: Well, the precedent, let's go back to that, because let's just break this down. This is OSHA coming in and doing this. They found a way to do it by calling it workplace safety. And,
2: right.
1: and Ron McClain, who's really running things, right? Ron McLean. Mm-hmm. make yep. sure you guys look him up. Ron McLean. he's the one running the Biden show. When you see Biden stumbling across the teleprompter, Ron McLean wrote it, okay? Basically how that works. But he's like, it's like wearing a hard hat. You know, we require a hard hat in some areas, but that's only in the workplace if that's necessary, right? Right. If there might be falling objects. So they're saying when you're at work, you should take in the vaccine and then discharge it from your body when you leave if it's relation to a hard hat. But regulating everything, more control coming down with this kind of a precedent because you can say... Like you said about the French fries, now you guys have to weigh in every morning, and if you if you're overweight, we we'll have to regulate your diet.
2: Yeah, it could be right. I mean, because it is, you know, it is the same tangential argument to workplace safety, right? I mean, basically, if having to have a vaccine is workplace safety, then you know, having the right blood sugar level is workplace safety. You know, having the right Um, weight level, you know, for your height or whatever, whatever they want to do, it all could be workplace safety, right? Because we don't want people going into the workplace and having a heart attack and then they could injure a coworker. Um, you know, it really becomes a question of reasonableness and how far do you go? But theoretically, Everything becomes workplace safety if you, if you draw this out as far as you can, right? Unless you're in optimal health, eating an optimal diet, you know, sleeping eight hours a night and all this other stuff, unless everything's perfect in your personal life, you know, you theoretically could have some minimal workplace safety hazard. So federal government could reg- basically regulate your entire life as long as you have a job if this OSHA precedent goes through.
1: Doesn't it sound like a way to get guns too? um because oh. guns can be considered a workplace issue they could osha could regulate firearms at this point now if you right. have a job you're not allowed to own a gun
2: could be you know you you know it could be it could be deemed dangerous right i mean I, you know really you're 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 pushing the line farther but they keep pushing the line yeah i mean if you you know some argument that if you have a gun at home you know you might Accidentally take a live round to work, you might have a rust situation where somebody accidentally gets a hold of a live round and somebody gets injured by it, right? Or you might accidentally leave your gun in your car. I could, you know, you could keep extending this if the courts keep going with it. Uh, beyond all logical comprehension, but we're certainly moving that direction where this line keeps going farther and farther. Yeah, and it could be hey, if you have a gun, then you're a hazard because you could accidentally bring your gun to work. You know, it could be in your duffel bag or it could be under your car seat or whatever, right? So we're just not going to allow people that own guns to have jobs because, you know, it could potentially become a workplace issue. I could see that argument being made. It's a little farther than what they've gone so far, but again, this line just keeps moving. So who knows where we could be in five or 10 years?
1: Okay, so now everybody, we've broken down the tyrannical mandate. We've told you what it is, where it's coming from. The date is right now, December 4th, but they're moving it to January 4th. We can confirm right. that because of probably recent court decisions, they have to put together uh-huh. their reasoning.
2: It's the court decisions. Plus, you know, what, what I understand happened was in the back channels. A lot of retailers said, Hey, you know, let's not do this December 4th because we got the holiday rush coming, right? We're going to have people coming in and out. You know, if I'm a retailer, if I'm particularly busy, I don't want to have to fire people during the holiday rush. So they moved it all after the holidays, which makes it a little more convenient for the employers that they have to fire people, you know, and whatever. So that, that was what I understand was part of why the state moved. At least that's the rumor
1: that certainly takes away the emergency aspect of it <laughs> hey, this, is a, this is a major emergency we got to take a break here and we're gonna right. jump into the special session but this is an emergency we got to do something about it well can we wait till after the holidays because it's busy Oh yeah yeah we can do that
2: <laughs> yeah we'll talk, we'll talk about the emergency, we'll talk about the emergency aspect for a second before we jump into the other piece I think that is an interesting piece for people to understand as they're watching this at home.
1: Okay, we'll definitely get into the emergency because there's actually laws about emergency use. So you guys stay with us right here on The Buff Show. We'll be right back with our show on Liam
2: Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. Happy Hour drafts every day of the week and all day Sunday. Dollar off drafts and house wines, $2 off well liquors. And Liam Fitzpatrick's has tons of special events tonight. It's Taco Tuesday on Thursdays. Live music and specials all night on tacos, tequila, and margaritas. Friday's live music and happy hour, then brunch with $10 champagne. Campaign over the weekend. Mention the Buff Show. Get 10% off your order. Liam Fitzpatrick's restaurant and Irish pub in Lake Mary. LiamFitzpatrick's.com.
4: Get ready to take down a phone number and website address. Everybody's talking about solar, specifically about solar electricity. And there are a lot of bold claims being made about it. Maybe someone told you that a one-size-fits-all solar system will work for you. You can go off the grid. You can create a power plant on your roof and retire from selling the extra energy back to your power company. Or maybe you saw the TikTok claiming the government's giving away free solar. The list goes on. All Solar is committed to working with homeowners directly to offer them a dose of reality. All Solar Energy has been providing Floridians with solar pool heat, solar electric, and other energy reduction products since 1999. In addition to homeowners, All Solar is the number one choice for roofing companies, property management firms, national sales teams, and even other solar companies. To learn what's really possible and if solar will even work for you, call them or go to their website and request a free energy evaluation. Spend some time with an expert and get all your questions answered about your specific energy saving needs. Learn about how you can reduce your electric bill before you consider solar. Make a fully informed decision so you don't have regrets down the road. What do you have to lose? Here's their number, 866-412-4218. And the website, www.allsolarenergy.com. Well, I'm your buddy. Check it and see. Ain't no experimental 94.9
1: FM, AM 950, The Answer, Orlando, Matt Buff, your host here in the Liam Fitzpatrick studio. Check out TheBuffShow.com for your Let's Go Brandon t-shirts and hoodies. Also, check out past shows, interviews, and catch us on your favorite podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and more on TheBuffShow.com. It's all there for you. Check it out. We're back here with our Sean McBride, host of the Future Done Right Show, business ownership, and attorney. You guys want to learn how to Get motivated and grow your business. Sean's the guy to listen to. But we're talking about medical freedom today. And before we went into the break, we were hitting on the emergency order. How they moved the emergency based on the holiday. Uh, the we're trying to ban the word holiday on this show. So <laughs> the uh, the Christmas shopping season. So let's start with emergency because emergency actions when it comes to medical, right? And yes. by the way, most of the people in, in the biggest industry refusing the vaccine is the medical community. Okay, that's the biggest industry. But um when you when you put in, according to the US Constitution, when you put in a emergency authorization for something medical, like a pill, a shot, something like that, you can only get approval for it if there's no other treatment for it. Is that correct?
2: Well, it's not the US Constitution, it's the federal laws, but yes, in both. And this becomes relevant in two different areas in both the vaccine authorization and OSHA, they have special provisions for emergencies. So, you know, most people know the government's tends to be very cumbersome and slow and takes time to process things. They have these long rulemaking things there are supposed to be hearings. And, you know, in case of a vaccine safety trials, is a process. But when they wrote the laws, they also said, well, maybe we'll have emergencies in the future. So we're going to put a faster process in the event of an emergency. So to emergency track a vaccine, you have to have an emergency and it has to be no, and one of the sub things in to have an emergency use vaccine is it has to not have any other, you know, available treatments basically. So that's what we're seeing on the emergency authorization of these vaccine usage. And then OSHA has a similar thing. OSHA has rulemaking. If you want to change your workplace standards, you have to publish it. You have to get comments. You have to have hearings and then it gets voted on maybe eventually becomes a workplace rule. Long process. But there is also a provision in OSHA says if it's an emergency with a grave danger, that is the word that they use, um, then you can have this emergency rulemaking. So the Biden administration, obviously the president spoke about it in early September. So they identified the issue in September. It took them till November to publish the rule. And then now they're saying the penalties are, are not going to be effective until January. So what's very interesting here is an emergency with such grave danger in the workplace, a virus that's been around for a year and a half, it's taking a third of a year at least to get from talking about it to implementing it. So while they're saying it's a grave danger, the, the, the bureaucratic side of it certainly isn't acting like it's a grave danger.
1: Meaning, meanwhile, people have moved on, they're going to sporting events, they're going to concerts, they've moved on. Those who wanted to get vaccinated are vaccinated, those who don't aren't, and you got to stop picking on us. So let's go down to Florida here, where Governor DeSantis came out with a statement saying, we're going to call a special session. Mm -hmm. And during this special session, we're going to talk about workarounds to this mandate that came down as executive order. Sean that it wasn't like legislation this order this was a signature by biden he didn't read it didn't know what he was signing but he signed it and he's out there defending it on teleprompter so it was it was a an executive order and now the states have rights
2: yeah so the so two different pieces the contractor piece came down by by executive order, right? So the president has the ability to execute the laws. And so he's saying basically, you know, we the federal government just aren't going to buy anything from anybody that doesn't have a vaccine mandate. So that's how they pushed the federal contractor piece of this mandate through. Um, on the other side of it, the employer mandate, they said, well, we got this agency over here that does health. Biden tells OSHA to write a rule And then they write the rule. So that's how this came about. There was no act of Congress. It's no new legislation like you talked about. It's just basically the president is pushing the buttons within his power of overseeing the federal bureaucracy uh, to make this happen. So that's how we got to these these mandates or rules or regulations coming out is is through that process. So we're here. Uh, You know, Florida has said, let's let's protect employees. Let's try to back off this. Uh, one issue you'll see litigated, and that's going to be a huge issue, is this whole federal versus state issue. Um, if this is interstate commerce, if this is within the jurisdiction of OSHA and business, and these hundred-person businesses are considered interstate commerce, you know it may largely be game over. So if the federal courts don't give relief, you know Florida may not have much to say about it because the court's going to say via the supremacy clause of the U.S. Constitution, game over, um, and that means basically from here on out, the federal government's going to be overseeing all of our workplace and, you know, vaccines and whatever. Uh, Florida's trying to fight back. And one thing we have coming up here is a special session. And Governor DeSantis called it. Uh, there's proposed bills out there. Uh, the the one lead bill seems to be this uh, 2, 2B, Bill 2B, S2B. And it is basically trying to require employers to have certain exemptions if they do a vaccine mandate. So it doesn't rule out vaccine mandates, but it says, Hey, if you have a vaccine mandate, we have certain rules that you're going to have to follow. So that's where we're at on that. Is that
1: because it comes from a federal executive order? And so you have to try to do a workaround instead of just taking it head on.
2: I think that may be part of it. Yes. Um, Of course, you know, OSHA is going to say, you know, we're, we're superior. Uh, you listen to us; we do it our way. So, and I also think there's some tension. You know, a lot of people have been reticent to, uh, in the in the rep- our representatives, a lot of legislative members have been reticent to tell employers uh, how to run the workplace. So they're so they're they're trying to sidestep the issue by saying, "Hey, okay, you can still have a vaccine mandate. We're not prohibiting a vaccine mandate. But if you have a vaccine mandate, we have to have exemptions." So. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of pieces at play here. There, there's both trying to dovetail to the federal in case the courts do uphold the vaccine mandate, and there's also just you know some moderation. I think you know Governor DeSantis is probably Governor DeSantis. If I can read the temperature from his conferences, he would probably go for an outright mandate ban if he could get it.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think he's made that clear.
2: And I think and I think, you know, other members of the legislature are more moderate. They don't want to necessarily outright ban the, the vaccine mandate. So I think that's part of what you're seeing here is a compromise is already starting to develop uh, within the bill that we're seeing.
1: Okay. And when it comes to the special session, when it when's the date on this?
2: Uh the fifteenth. So it starts the fifteenth, runs the nineteenth. So you got, you know, basically one week of high activity, you know, sausage making up there in Tallahassee. Everybody's going to be having hearings. There's going to be backdoor deals. There's going to be revisions. It's going to be a lot of happening. Uh, and usually they tend to pass something towards the end, right? So expect Thursday or Friday, the 18th or 19th. Uh, that's when you'll kind of start seeing a final bill and you'll probably have a vote on the 19th.
1: And we have a Republican majority in the legislature, correct?
2: We do. Yes, both both houses. You have a, you have a House and a Senate.
1: Yeah, even though they're not the strongest of Republicans, some of them.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, there, there's obviously both parties have now shown that there's gradients, right? I mean, the the, yeah. the 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 Democratic Party we're seeing the national infighting between the progressives and the moderates, and you're seeing some of the two in the Republican Party, right? There's there's some that are more. Uh, you know, directly against some of these mandates and other things. And others are more like, well, we can't step on the toes of employers. We have to let them still be able to do what they want to do within their workplace. But we're going to still try to protect people. So there's different solutions because, yeah, there's different different grades of Republicans.
1: Let me ask you this, because DeSantis won't sign anything that isn't something he's already stated. Do you feel like that there exemptions? Let's just talk about the exemptions. Do you think they will be strong enough where you can say, Religious, personal, what kind of exemptions are we looking at here?
2: Yeah, there's there's five listed exemptions. Medical, uh, religious, uh, wear, willing to wear PPE, uh, willing to undergo testing, and then I can't remember the fifth one, but they're, they're, they're in there. Um, so the religious Those aren't one.
1: aren't good enough, Sean. Those aren't good enough.
2: they're they're not, they're, they're, they need to be stronger, right? In medical, you have to go to a doctor licensed in Florida. So if you live on a state line, maybe visiting a doctor in other states, telehealth, whatever, you have to get a Florida doctor to sign off that it's not in your medical interest to get the vaccine. And for pregnant women, I tell you that this is really bad for pregnant women because you have to talk about, basically you have to go to your employer, talk about your pregnancy plan, when you might be pregnant, how long it might go. You know, I'm thinking about some poor woman out there that, You know is trying to get pregnant maybe having fertility issues and now here she is going to her boss saying well you know we're trying to have a baby we're having some trouble you know it's taking some time or whatever and and why does this have why is this so draconian that you have to either be pregnant currently or you have to have an anticipated pregnancy and if you have an anticipated pregnancy to get this vaccine exemption then you have to work with your employer on the timeline of your anticipated pregnancy it boggles the mind. And what if a you know what if a family wants to have you know a couple babies together, right? They're having they're, you know maybe they're near a pregnancy now or have a pregnancy now, but then they want to have a another pregnancy, right? Where 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 this is putting employers and employees in a very awkward situation where they have to talk about pregnancy planning.
1: Yeah, because I looked at the OSHA order when it when it talks about pregnancy, and if somebody gets also if somebody gets injured by the vaccine, basically the vaccine makes them sick. The employer has to pay for that time leave. Um, if the pregnant woman has if she's at work right and her workplace covers pregnancy, you're right. The last thing she might want to do, according to her doctor, is put a vaccine in her body during the pregnancy. That's not an uncommon thing. That's happened throughout the, the ages. Yeah. Hopefully what we see is from the courts, the Fifth Circuit uh, the Fifth Circuit Appeals Court, hopefully that's momentum into the Supreme Court and they do the right thing. That's gonna take some time, but hopefully we can get all this done by the end of the year in the special session with you, can you lobby on this, Sean? What can you do? What can we do as people to lobby for better exemptions?
2: Well, this is where you know this is where we need to be concerned citizens. That's one good thing about this whole situation is I think a lot of citizens have, you know, come alive and they're paying attention. This is where you get in a conversation with your representative and your senator, and you say, "Hey, I've looked at this bill. You know, it doesn't protect pregnant women. It does. It requires the employee to go through major hoops to get a medical exemption." You know, I want to be able to go to the doctor I want to go to and I want to just be able to make my medical decision. I don't want to have to get them to sign statements, bring statements to you, particularly when the you know medical boards have been involved and in, you know, threatening people's licenses, et cetera. Right. This this medical exemption may look better than it is. We go to our representatives and say, this is not what I want. You know, this is not how I am. So I would say write letters to your representative, write letters to your senator, write letters to the governor get on the phone with their offices, ask for meetings if you can get them, uh, bring groups together. This is really where advocacy comes together. You need to inform our elected officials what you want.
1: Okay, good deal. Everybody get on that. They all have emails. They all have phone numbers. Get those exemptions broader to where people don't have to jump through hoops. Look out for pregnant women, right? Look out for people that want to make their own decisions. We got all these people moving here, right? Yeah. And our workplace is expanding and growing and our economy is booming in Florida. Let's not let it go. Arshon McBride, thank you so much for coming on the show and breaking all this down. Let's get you back to follow up in a couple of weeks when after the special session gets done. And keep us updated on that. How does that sound?
2: Sounds great to me. Look forward to it.
1: Okay. There's Arshon McBride. We'll be right back after the big break right here on The Buff Show. You guys stay with us.
2: Action Plus Pressure Cleaning is the
1: official pressure washing company of The Buff Show. While Matt's doing the dirty work on the show, Action
4: Plus Pressure Washing has been doing the dirty work for the last 15 years in Central Florida. They use a soft wash system to clean pool enclosures, driveways, pool decks, houses, and commercial property.
1: They even clean large and small parking lots and buildings. Wow! Action Plus offers other services such as lawn maintenance, one-time service to weekly service, mowing, weeding, edging, and trimming, and hauling away debris. You can get more than one service, and they offer bundle pricing. Check out their weekly, biweekly, and monthly services for lawn maintenance and ask about their free standard two-driveway with house wash services.
4: Family-owned and operated, get your free estimate at actionpluspressurecleaning.com or call 386-506-1048. That's 386-506-1048. Action Plus Pressure Cleaning. They aim to please. Since 2012, Cellulartronics has been providing Central Florida with the best phone repair and electronics repair.
2: We fix all electronics from iPhone, Samsung, Sony, and many more. We also do TV repair and fix your tablets. Right now, you can get a glass back cover for the iPhone 8 to an iPhone X for only $95. iPhone 11 and up, back covers are only $120. We have two locations to serve you in Sanford and DeBerry. Visit Cellulartronics.com or call four seven three
4: zero two three three nine six That's Cellulotronics.com or 407-302-3396 You don't have to read my mind I saw you in the
1: To the Buff Show on this Veterans Day. Great to have you with us, Matt Buff, your host in the Liam Fitzpatrick studio. Veterans fighting for our freedoms, we appreciate you. Veterans fighting for our freedoms after they get back, like, like the Congress people we bring on the show, they're still trying to fight freedom. It's not always about bullets, like you heard in the first segment with our Sean McBride. And on this show, we're talking about medical freedom. I'm going to bring on a special guest on the Buff Show, Nick Catturano. Great to have you on the show.
5: Matt, thanks for having me. I heard you're the guy with the teeth in in, uh, in Orlando for the uh, conservative radio. So I'm really excited to be here and talk with you because we could use some teeth right now.
1: Well, I appreciate you saying that. We do our best, man. We have to get this information out there. I want everybody to check out his site, GoofyVaccine.com. A lot of great information on there, GoofyVaccine.com. This interview, along with a couple of videos from Nick, are going to go on TheBuffShow.com after this interview is done, after the show plays. So we want to get that out there to everybody. Show these videos that we're talking about. Discuss what we were just talking about in the last segment because you have more to add to that when it comes to the special session. Please talk about that a little bit.
5: Okay, so Matt, I, I'm involved with Disney. I start, I stood up against the uh, the mandates of Disney World, and I start representing cast members, and we've grown into a movement, and we're getting ready to drop our lawsuit uh, with Jeff Childers and Children's Health Defense. As, as a result, of, as an outgrowth of that, I've gotten involved with a lot of people in this free, uh, medical free, freedom movement. And they a lot of organizations have rallied because we know the special legislation. We heard a lot of our senators and, and representatives didn't want this special session to happen. And they're, they're kind of being uh, dragged and kicked into it, uh, but we're glad they're coming. But the problem is a lot of the legislation leaves the door wide open for the corporations to do what they still wanna do. And, and we're having a real hard time with that. Um, so we, we're we trying to draw light to it and we made that video. Um, and also, and, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll give you a little reading from it. And it's really hard to understand, but it says during a special session next week, the Florida legislator will stand up to protect Florida jobs. So they're gonna hold, keep our jobs regardless of, of, of religious, medical, but they're, they're, they're really fighting hard to keep our jobs. But the problem is they're leaving the door open for mandatory testing. So they're going to have, they're, they're going to have, the corporations and the jobs are going to be able to test you all the time. We know that's a lot of poison. There's a time for testing, but to do it on a regular basis is really dangerous stuff as I'm beginning to understand it. Um, and they're going to be able to, to require PPE. Now, let me, let me explain what's happening at Disney right now. People are getting their, their religious exemptions. But Disney, we've been using cloth masks now for since the beginning of this whole thing, and now they're they're for if you get your exemption, they're putting on this N95 mask and they're making sure it's airtight, and they're putting a big warning sign on it so it sticks oh my out. And they're putting masks and shields on. They're putting shields on people. And already, what's happening is Disney employees are reaching out saying that people are attacking us because now they know who the unbacked star. I had a cast member said, I walked past Ooh. a couple of managers and they ran into the rooms when I came by because they know we're unmapped and we're unvaxed. So for all those of us who know, who have our critical thinking uh, caps on, you still get COVID, you still spread COVID with, the, with these vaccines. There's no, there's no difference. There's no reason to have a mandate and we can go into that. And but, you're still part of the 99% recovery too. Right. And, and I have, I have natural immunity. <laughs> I got it in August. But this legislative bill that is there to be voted on is going to allow for this discrimination to still happen. And, yes. and there should be no discrimination. There should, we should not have it to be disclosing our, our, our medical records to other people and being wearing you know the scarlet letter of the star of David in front of everybody so that they know who when you know when the Biden administration says this is the uh, the pandemic of the unvaxxed, they knew who to target their hate and their vitriol on. And that's what this is doing. And our Republicans. Unfortunately, willingly, unwillingly, for whatever reason, they're open. They're leaving the door open for this.
1: Well, one thing we talked about, and I'm glad you brought this aspect of it because it brings much more needed information to the conversation. We talked about in the last segment how we do not like, we appreciate the special session. We do. We appreciate the special session because that moves things along against a tyrannical order. It does. But the exemptions are not good enough. They are not good enough, the exemptions. It's still, Opens the door for seg- or discrimination in interviews, job interviews, discrimination, are still allowed in that. And it still requires, like you said, where they can do the PPE, the masks, and uh, they can still do other things. It's just not enough. And I know they're going up against a federal executive order. I appreciate the special session, but we need more exemptions. And this is where you come in with this rally
5: and and what what what's what the argument on the other side from our republican colleagues are saying they don't want to mandate companies that's a slippery slope i get that but i think they need to step back and realize you know we 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 mandated the vaccine you can't have a you can't require a vaccine passport to come to your stores to come to your restaurants to come to your parks that was that's a mandate, right so at the end of the day we need to step back and realize it's not a mandate against companies we just need to secure our our Personal freedoms and autonomy. I should be able to have my freedoms, whether I'm at home, whether I'm in the neighborhood, whether I go to a restaurant, whether I go to work. When I go to work, I shouldn't be losing my freedoms just because an employee decides, an employer decides they're gonna, they they have some special requirement based on a lot of falsehood. This whole thing is built on falsehood. And and you know, we can go on all that. And Matt, the, the important thing too is we're working on the backgrounds, we're spreading the word. Please spread the word to demand more out of our legislators and then get everybody up. Everybody needs to get up and show up for this rally Tuesday uh, at the Capitol. We have buses ready. You can go to F-F-R-A-O-C, uh, dot org and go to the uh, events calendar there, which is the Florida Assembly's uh, website. And you can go there, get, get, get on the bus, book your spot on the bus, book your spot for the rally, uh, and, and just let us know how many people are coming. we need thousands of people showing up Tuesday.
1: This is the rally. This is the Rally for Medical Freedom, Tuesday, November 16th, 1 p.m. at the Florida Capitol Courtyard. We're going to put the link on thebuffshow.com on this interview. We're going to put it in the notes as well. But the Rally for Medical Freedom, if you want to jump on the bus, give the contact information again on how they can get involved.
5: Okay, it's uh, fraoc.org forward slash events. And uh, if you're in Polk County and you want to get on a bus, a great organization over there that I, I, is family to me is CCDF. Uh, just reach out to your local chapter, of CCDF in, in Polk County. They got a bus leaving from there as well. Uh, I know uh, th- there's, a bus le- there's a few buses leaving out of Ocala, but I think those are full. Uh, but if you get on there and, and we need more buses, I'm, I'm sure we could figure that out as well.
1: Okay, good deal. So dot org is the website for that where you can contact them. A couple of Republicans are wrong when they say we don't want to mandate businesses. All we're saying is you're not allowed to mandate businesses. If a business wants to put in a tyrannical thing on their employees, they have the right to do that. We just don't want the government telling every business they have to do something. You, and that's where I disagree with the Republicans. Say we don't want to put mandates on business. No, we're just trying to take the mandate off the patron, the employer, and the employee. We're just exactly. saying you can do it if you want, but we don't want the government telling you you have to.
5: Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's freedom of choice. People, you know, people are, are, should have self autonomy over their own bodies and medical freedom. And uh, you know, if if people want to make a choice for themselves, that's great. But we we need to do away with this, and it needs to be really robust and we need to get it right the first time. Like I told people, nobody's had the will to speak up, uh, Matt, all this time while we've been on assault. They're not gonna do it later on when they get to a regular session. We gotta do it now.
1: The regular session would be a year and a half from now before anything is seen. We gotta do it in the special session. And that's why I'm glad you're putting forth, you're putting forth information for people that are involved in the special session to see, is that correct?
5: we are we are we, we 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 got a lot of buzz going on right now uh, we got some really good amendments circulating we just need to everybody call their legislators and tell them to look at the amendments that are being put forth uh, for to, to do away with the discrimination to take things out of the bill that make no sense there's something in the bill i think it's uh page 10 where there you know women you know there's an exception for people that are pregnant but you have to submit to your corporation or your company your employer when what's your what's your your pregnancy plan so i mean that's insane that was federal law that that was federal law you can't ask a woman when she intends to get pregnant but now under this under this framework there is an opening there that women have to sit there and, and negotiate with their employer when they plan to get pregnant if they want to get an exemption from this shot well what if they get the shot and then they plan to get pregnant i mean it just there's there's just too many openings there. It's got to be it's got to be a clean bill. And the clean bill is for, forget about all the all these all these don't let the corporations have the power in this.
1: Yeah, you got to put not just five ex- exceptions. It's got to be 15 to 20. It's got to be very broad exceptions and it's got to protect women. This bill does not protect women in the special session that we're seeing right now. They got to get on board to protect women, protect employees' rights. You know the biggest unvaccinated professional group is the healthcare industry. All right, let's listen to them. Okay,
5: right. <laughs>
1: and we okay. got to protect our hospitals. Did you see anything about the hospitals, the nurses, anything in Florida? Is there something specific for them for exemptions because they're getting escorted out of the building?
5: I think if we just do a clean bill it's going to cover them as well. And, I, okay. and and that and that's my argument. It's a clean bill. And I think with the kids, you know, the insanity is, you know, they got the the 5 to 11 year olds. They don't need this vaccine. Nobody knows the FDA one of the, the board they came out and said we need to inject them first so we figure out what it does to them later. That's insanity. When did that ever happen? When was that ever a possibility? And they're lining it up as safe and effective when they don't really know. And then I saw a report this morning where they're going to start now experimenting on infants. Why? Why, Matt? Why? You know, with all the myocarditis that's happening, with all the data that's coming out, the blood what, clots, the, the blood clots. The you know, it, we're we're having hospitals fill up around the world right now with with mortality rates and and things that nobody knows what it is, and yet we're we're, we're just kind of like the emperor wears no clothes, and we're just pushing forward with this thing.
1: Well, I really do appreciate Governor DeSantis for taking the lead on this. I think he wants to sign a clean bill. If it was up to him, you've heard him, Nick. He would have not just a clean bill, but a no mandate bill, period. So we got to get the legislators on board in Florida.
5: Absolutely. Absolutely. The the time to kick the can down the road, the time to compromise is over. Let's support DeSantis. Let's get to our legislators. Let's get to that rally.
1: Well thanks for working hard for this Nick. Keep working hard Nick Catrano. Everybody check out goofyvaccine.com. Also check out org. Nick, thanks so much and uh, we'll get a lot hopefully we get a lot of people at that rally.
5: All right, Matt. Thank you, man. Great to be on your show. Appreciate Thank it.
1: Thank you so much. Happy Veterans Day. We'll be right back right here on the Buff show.
2: engraving and more mention the buff show and get a 25 dollar discount on courses you'll find veritas tactical at 207 north goldenrod road suite 200 in orlando contact veritas tactical 407 309
5: 3000 407 309 3000 and at VeritasTactical.com. veritas veritas tactical. Tactical. tactical tactical
1: welcome back to the buff show heading around the turn in the final segment let's go brandon chance happening everywhere Final turn into the Buff Show, final segment, and it's Thursday, and it's Freedom Foundation Thursday on the Buff Show. As always, we're going to be joined by Freedom Foundation spokesperson, Ashley Varner. Great to have you, Ashley.
3: Thanks so much for having us on the show. We love your show, and I am happy to be here for the first time.
1: I am happy you're here, too, because we talk all the time, right, when we set up stuff, and so it's really cool to have you on on the show talking about All the success that the Freedom Foundation has. This is Veterans Day, and we've been talking about all kinds of protecting our freedom. Thank you to our service men and women for protecting our freedom. And now it's not always just bullets. Sometimes you need a group like the Freedom Foundation to to, to take care of you. And actually, it's really cool to see that you guys are celebrating a major milestone today as it assisted it's 100,000th public employee and opting out of union memberships and stopping dues deductions from their paychecks. You're saving people money and giving
3: them job freedom back. Well, you're absolutely right. We are so excited about this, Matt. And I feel like the last three weeks we've come on your show, we've had breaking news that we haven't spoken to anyone else about. And this is another one of those situations. So uh, we did yesterday break 100,000 public employees that we have helped leave their union, stop paying dues, not only keep more of their own money, but also stop funding a radical agenda they don't support. So we're very happy about this. In all um, total with these 100,000 opt outs, we have helped save $150 million from going into the union's campaign coffers.
1: That is fantastic. $150 million back to the workers who are working so hard and trying to keep their jobs and maybe choose their vaccination status as well.
3: (laughs) Well, you're right. And especially now when a lot of government employees may be down to one income households, you know, if, if a spouse or a loved one who was also a breadwinner in the home You know, lost their job due to COVID complications, or shutdowns, or businesses not able to survive the government lockdowns. You know, they need that money more than ever, and they certainly need that money more than union bosses do to play politics.
1: Yes, they do. And I want to introduce everybody to the Freedom Foundation a little bit. You sent this awesome video, everybody, uh, over, and I want to play this so everyone can hear it real quick right here on the Buff Show. Check this.
4: Closures, defunding police critical race theory. Just a few examples of government unions radical political agenda. Funded by the dues deducted from the paychecks of unsuspecting public employees. The Freedom Foundation has helped 100,000 workers leave their unions. That's $150 million back in the paychecks of firefighters, teachers, and other public employees. Will you be a part of the next 100,000 opt-outs? Visit freedomfoundation.com to learn more.
1: We just have to keep celebrating that because that is no small feat to help people get out of that because the Biden administration really wants to unionize the country, Ashley. They want to unionize the whole workforce if they could, and they're not even trying to hide it anymore. And it's groups like yours that are trying to keep right to work in place.
3: That's absolutely right. They not only want to knock out the Janus Supreme Court decision from 2018 that said It's a violation of taxpayer funded employees' rights to force them to pay union dues. They wanna knock out all the right to work uh, states across the country. They're talking about it openly in their PRO Act in Congress. Um, They're going to go after the public sector unions next once they get the PRO Act done. Uh, It's just, it's a disgrace. They fight tooth and nail every time a public employee wants to resign their union membership. That's why we have 80 court cases against the public sector unions up and down the west coast. We have to fight them. We have to take them to court because they will lie, cheat, and steal literally forging people's signatures up and down the west coast just to take money that people never authorized them to take out of their paychecks. It's disgusting. It's disgusting that they think they have a right to people's money before they get it. Of course, that's also taxes. Um, but, But this is not just Uh, public sector employees' money. This is your money, Matt. This is your audience's money. This is my money because these people are paid by our tax dollars. So that's what I try to remind everyone as often as possible. This isn't just a government employee's money. This is your money that you're paying to them that the unions are stealing off the top.
1: Well, that's absolutely right. And you have to look beyond the scope. It's not just a union worker. You're, You're exactly right. Because this, when you guys fight this in court, you mentioned Janice. I want to explain that a little more for the listeners because of the U.S. Supreme Court's, tw- it was in 2014, you said, decision in Harris versus Quinn, and in 2018 in uh, Janice versus A-F-S-M-E. AFCME. Sorry about that. No public employee in the country can be compelled to pay union dues just to keep their jobs. That should be a club you join, not something that should be, like you said, phony phony signatures and forced to join. I know Biden wants that or he says he wants that by reading the teleprompter, but this cannot be and it's based on precedent.
3: Yeah, I mean, prior to 2018, Matt, for 44 years prior, public employees could be fired if they did not pay union fees or agency fees. they were coerced as a condition of employment. It wasn't until 2018 that the Supreme Court uh, ruled, they didn't give the right, they recognized that the right has already been there, but it wasn't being followed. And the the heavily blue states were making deals with the unions to make sure that people still had to pay union dues if they wanted to be a public employee. So it all changed in 2008, it started in 2014, but 2008 it's Janus versus Ask Me. And that is a hard acronym to say. It's the American Federation of State, uh, County, Municipal, and and Municipal Employees. So it's it's um, public employees at the state and local level, essentially. Um, but they they could be forced until 2018. So that's at the point where we did a full, comprehensive campaign with mail, emails, uh, you know, going door to door at people's homes, going door to door at government county buildings, city buildings, work sites, um, just making sure people knew that they had a choice. And what we have found most often than not is people are very appreciative of the information, then they're angry and they're not angry at us, they're angry at the fact that we had to be the ones to tell them they had a choice, right? They're, They're asking themselves, why didn't my employer, the government tell me that I didn't have to sign up for this? Why didn't the union, why did the union tell me that this was requirement? Because that's what they're being told. So they're angry, they're appreciative. And then they opt out in droves as soon as they get the information they need. So that's why we're taking this campaign across the country. And we ask you to join us, go to freedomfoundation.com, follow us on Twitter and um, Facebook and Instagram.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And Follow everybody. We got the links all over the Buff Show because the Freedom Foundation does come on here and break news. We had Maxford Nelson last week talking about the Florida situation, if you remember, where he was talking about the union dues being taken without permission. Here in the state of Florida, where
3: our workforce is expanding dramatically. Yeah, what we're actually finding is that there are numerous unions across the state of Florida who appear to be fudging their numbers Uh, because of a unique Florida law that says public sector unions have to prove that they have a majority of support of the people at their work site that they represent. And so the numbers look a little fishy. So we're digging into them just to make sure, are these numbers accurate or are you fudging your numbers just so that you don't have to go through the decertification process and prove to the members that they still actually value your representation?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people didn't know that they were very happy that Maxford explained all that because they didn't know a lot of that stuff was going on here. And they got friends and family that are like, hey, you better check this out. So that was a very good thing. Um, talk about the CEO, the founder of Freedom Foundation. Um, his name is
3: Aaron White. Is that correct? It's Aaron With. Yes. He has a series and yeah, he has a very interesting story. And and it's I have to say, it is such a pleasure to work for the Freedom Foundation to do what we do. We're just spreading the good news of, of freedom from public union tyranny. And Aaron has a very unique perspective in that he didn't grow up here. He grew up in the UK. Um, he's a kid from from Great Britain who wanted to escape. And he came to the US on a college basketball scholarship. And he decided that he never wanted to go back because he got the taste of this American exceptionalism, this American freedom. And he realized that he had been living under tyranny and didn't even know it until he was older. So we're, we're so proud of him. He actually just a few weeks ago became a, a US citizen. Oh, and really? so, yes, so um, we're, we're thrilled for him and his family. And and he has that unique fight, that unique spirit, because he knows what it's like to lose these freedoms. And he's determined to not let us go the way of Great Britain.
1: Did he get four hundred and fifty thousand dollars for getting a citizenship or is that just for illegals?
3: Yeah, no, he did it the right way. So he didn't get a a windfall.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just wanted to clear that up. Absolutely. What's coming up next for you guys?
3: Well, we are looking very hard. As I believe that we've spoken with your audience about the uh, Build Back Better Act. Yes, that Congress is going back and forth on. You know, every day it's there's something new taken in or taken out or put back in, trying to buy votes. Um, and one of the things that we're really concerned about is a federal Medicaid expansion that yeah. would actually, the way it's written, would force states like Florida to unionize your in-home care providers. They are not currently in the state of Florida. You have right to work protections here. If you as the state accept federal Medicaid expansion funds, you would be forced to um, unionize your in-home care providers who are, let's be honest, they're taking care of loved ones. They're taking care of friends or family in their own home. They don't need union representation. This is a scam, again, for the unions to take Medicaid taxpayer dollars off the top of people who really need it.
1: Well, that was also broken here on The Buff Show the moment the text came out. I was really glad you guys found found that so fast and got the word out because it was a very scary proposition where you force unionization based on Medicare, Medicaid dollars. Un, unbelievable amount of government overreach. And that's just one billions.
3: Yeah. yeah. yeah, And we were so glad to come on your show because this could be critical for the state of Florida. You have a lot of home care providers. This is a large community for the state of Florida. And that would mean a lot of money that Floridians are sending to powerful government employee unions in Washington DC to push their politics.
1: Yeah, no, it's absolutely true. The good news is today, Joe Manchin came out and said he's going to punt this thing. He, he goes with inflation completely out of control like it is. Gas prices completely out of control. He said it's not the time to do a social spending plan. First of all, it's never the time to do a social spending plan to get the more government, more government. Unbelievable. Ashley Varner, keep up the great work at the Freedom Foundation. Thank you so much for joining us, and I can't wait for our segment next Thursday. That sounds great. Talk to you next week, if not before. Yes, if not before. Happy Veterans Day. And that'll do it for the Buff Show on this Thursday, Veterans Day. Remember, there's people out there fighting and dying for your freedoms. There's still Americans left behind in Afghanistan. We have to get those troops home. We have to get those Americans taken care of. And then when they get here, we have to keep our freedoms intact, i.e. Kyle Rittenhouse tried. <laughs> That'll do it. We'll see you next time. I'm a gun token patriot. God bearing patriot. Prison why they bad, because I'm really maybe faking it. Free
0: speech advocate is on my mind I'm saying it. I'm about to buy another gun and ain't
5: nobody taking it. Gun toting Bible reading. God believing truth. Speaking American,
2: this magazine.